Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Adrian Ross Show. And I am your host, Adrian Ross. You know, this is the show where you never know what the topic might be. Today, I'm going to discuss a topic that is sure to be important to people of faith, to Christians, actually. I am a Christian, and this topic is something that's been weighing on my heart, and I decided, you know what, it's time to talk about this. So so here we go. This episode really is geared toward people of faith, toward Christians who don't go to church. That's right. I said to Christians who don't go to church. I don't know if that's you or not, but I want to say right from the start that this is spoken today from a heart of, of love. It's not to be judgmental. It's not to disparage anyone. And I, and I, I hope that as I share what I'm going to share today, people are able to receive it in the spirit that, that it's intended because it's, it, it's not intended to put anyone down, but it is intended to speak truth and it is intended to encourage people to evaluate really their mindset about church, about going to church, because that is important. And I really feel that this is a timely episode because look, who doesn't need more God right now? And when I say more God, I, I understand that, that, that we have all the God we're going to have. He's, he's more than enough already, but I'm talking about needing that deeper walk with God, that closeness with God right now, we always have, but I believe that it's becoming more and more obvious how much we've always needed God. So let's talk today about a really two Christians who don't go to church, people who have accepted Christ, who are professed believers, and yet they don't, they don't go to church. Okay. Now let me say from the start, I'm not talking about people who stayed home during the virus, during the coronavirus. Uh, many of us, uh, if not all of us, weren't able to go physically to a church during, during that time. There was a shutdown, there was a quarantine, uh, all that. Um, but we are now past that point and some people are still not going to church. And so I, I want to encourage people to, to get out and go to church, but I'm not talking about people who stopped going to church during the quarantine or during the pandemic or, or maybe where you live right now, there's, there, there are large numbers of people who are still contracting the virus and, and you're just not ready to step out yet. Again, I believe it's time that we, we look for, you know, we go back to church. You know, some people are just not going to church anymore. Um, that's not good. But, but, uh, but I'm talking about people who just don't go to church. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. It has nothing to do with the quarantine. It has nothing to do with any of that. You just don't, you just don't go to church. And I want to say also that I understand biblically that we are the church. Because I can just hear in my mind right now someone saying, go to church. We are the church. Yes, I understand that. I'm talking about going to a building that we have come to call church. Okay? 
I'm saying I want to address people who don't go to church, who are not gathering somewhere with other believers, with a pastor. And I want to highlight a few things regarding this important issue. Okay. So what are my thoughts about this topic of professed Christians who just don't go to church? I'm going to start with this for those who say, well, I don't go to church, but I'm a Christian. Number one, the Bible says that we are to go to church. We're not supposed to be staying home. We're supposed to be going to church. I understand also that some people, when we call the church, gather in homes. You know, the Bible talked about how they go from house to house and breaking a bread. So sometimes a person's actual church is not some uh, building they have a mortgage on or paid a mortgage on or paying rent to, but they have it at someone's house. And, and, and that's fine. But, but still, that's the church. That's the church. That's the place, I should say, where the church is gathering. It's the body of believers and there's a pastor. Okay. So, so I understand that's okay. If you, if you're involved in something like that, yes, you are going to quote church. I'm saying that God said to go to church. Okay. The Bible says that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and even the more as we see the day approaching. So like I said in the beginning, who doesn't need more of a relationship with God? So even more in this crucial times that we're living in, we need to be in church. We need our children to be in church. Okay. So number one, for those who don't go to church, I've got to take you back to the Bible where, where the word of God declares that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Whether you're in some, whether you're meeting in someone's house as a church with a pastor, or you're going to a building with a steeple or whatever, we're supposed to be going to church. We just are. And I, you can't argue that point with me because it's not my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. I don't have an opinion. I'm just saying what the Bible says. Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Even more now it's important, right? And when I think about this, it reminds me of a situation in which I, I went into this just as well before I moved to Southeast Missouri. You know, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised. And I now, in the last several years, I've, li- I've lived in Southeast Missouri. Well, I believe it was the last Wednesday night midweek service before I moved. And I stopped by the store. And my pastor at the time, who's, well, he's still, I still consider him one of the pastors in my life. Love him. He loves me. I love his family. It's just, he's an he's a amazing, amazing man of God. And so I stopped by the store and he had stopped by the store. So we're there at the same time. Now someone comes into the store whom I know from, he was, uh, had been a custodian in the school where I taught for, for uh, nearly two decades. I never knew that he used to go to my church there in New York. But he comes in and he begins to speak to me and to to the, the, my pastor. And he starts to say to my pastor, oh, you know, 
I, I just wrote a book. I just wrote a book about God and I have some in my car and I'd, you know, and, I, and I'd love to, to give you a copy. He's, he's telling the pastor. And so my pastor says, oh yeah. He says, well, you know, where are you going to church now? Cause like I said, he, I didn't know it was before my time there, I guess. He used to go to that church. So he said, well, well, where are you going to church now? And his former coworker said, well, you know, I, I don't go to church, you know, but, you know, but I, you know, I, I wrote this book and then the pastor just cuts him off. Pastor just cuts him off and he just says, well, I'm probably not going to read your book. And, 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 and the guy got kind of defensive and he, he said, oh, well, well, you know, well, that's fine or whatever. He says, no, I'm probably not going to read your book because the Bible says that we are to be in church and we should be under spiritual authority and we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So if you're not doing that, if you're not doing that basic thing that God has said, then, then what else is there for me to listen to that you want to share in your book? I mean, you're, you're sharing in your book, I guess, some deep truths that, that you felt people need to hear, but yet you haven't even done the first truth. You haven't even done the first thing, which was the Bible says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. So I'm probably not going to read your book. You know, and so, and the guy's like, well, okay. And that may seem like that wasn't the thing to say, or that might seem hard to say, but really it was the right thing to say. Because if you're going to be sharing and teaching and divulging revelation from God, then surely he's got the authority to speak into your life and tell you that you need to be going to church. You need to be under a pastor and you need to be gathering with believers. It it really is that simple. So that's my first thing that I want to say. Again, with love, it's not about judgment. It's not about me. I didn't make the rules. But I know there's wisdom in what God tells us, right? So if you're going to walk with God, you've got to walk in his direction and you've got to walk his way. And his word says that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, not to punish us, but it's to reward us. It's to build us. It's to strengthen us. So there's point number one to those Christians who do not go to church. It's food for thought. Okay. And, and, and again, you, you're supposed to be under a pastor and with other people. And listen, you're not your own pastor as wise as you may be. Joyce Meyer is an amazing teacher of the word of God, but unless you're physically in her church, she's not your pastor. Just watch her on TV. You might listen to her podcast. You might hear what see her on TV, but she's not your pastor. If she's not your pastor, she's not your long distance pastor. The television is not your pastor. The live stream is not your pastor. So we need to be going and gathering with people of faith under spiritual authority and building up one another and using the gifts that God has given us to perfect what we call the body of Christ, the people of God, the church. And we need to go do that. So that's one. Number two, have you ever heard people say this when you say, well, why don't you go to church? Or you invite them to church. Christians. Now, I'm not talking about heathens that just don't want to have to go, just don't want to go to church. I'm talking about folks who say they've given their life to God. They're walking with God. They're Christians. They're believers. 
But they say this, when you mention coming to church or going to church, they say, well, I don't have to go to church. I can worship at home. I know you've heard that before. And let's, let's dissect that. I don't have to go to church. <laughs> I can just worship at home. Now, tell me this. What person who truly is in love with God, I mean, you love God, and you've given your life to God, who goes around saying, I don't have to go to church? Here's a problem with the very question. It shine, and this is not, this that is not said by every. Understand that's not said by everyone, every professing Christian who doesn't go to church. They not not all those people say I don't have to go to church. I can just worship at home. That that's not everyone's attitude. You know I don't know why everyone who professes doesn't go to church, but I'm not suggesting that everyone who doesn't go to church has that chip on their shoulder and they're saying that. But I am speaking to those who do. I don't have to go to church. I can just worship at home. Oh. What, what, what happened to, wow, I get to go to church. The very fact that you're saying I don't have to go suggests a condition of your heart because there's a, when, when, when you love God and when you understand his presence and you understand that, the, that there's, there's something about coming together with other Christians, you don't, your mouth would never be even formed to say I don't have to go because your heart wants to go. I get to go. Now, granted, we don't always feel like going, you know, we're, we're human. We get tired sometimes and, oh man, I wish I could just sleep in. I really don't feel like going today, but it's not like you never want to go. <laughs> you know, if you just don't have a church home and you just don't want to go because you don't have to go, that suggests that there's something on the inside that's just off, you know? It's, it's, it's just, it's off. We have to admit that. And for example, physically speaking, when you are ill, when you get sick, one of the first, probably the first thing that goes is your appetite. You just don't feel like eating. That's an indication of sickness. That's an indication that something is not right. And when we begin to feel better, one of the first things that returns, if not the first thing, is our appetite. All of a sudden, we, we feel like eating a little something, something now. So if you don't have an appetite for being with other Christians, being in the atmosphere of praise and worship with other believers, being under that uh, spiritual authority, if you don't ever feel that, there's probably sickness going on on the inside and the appetite is gone. There has to be because otherwise it's not, I don't have to go. You want to go. And let me tell you, yes, you're correct when you say I can worship at home. Of course you can. And prayerfully you are worshiping at home. We, we should be worshiping at home. We should be praying. We should be, you know, we should be reading our Bibles. We, we should be worshiping. And when we come together, it should be an overflow of what's already happening at home. Yes. But everybody who's involved in a church, who's a part of a church body understands that there is something about the corporate anointing that simply cannot be replicated at home. And that's why it's a special place. 
That's why it's an it's an ordained place. That's why that that's why we should should be there together. There's something in the corporate anointing. There's something in the gathering. There's something in the fellowship. And of course, there's something in the leadership and, and being under the umbrella and the covering of a pastor that makes all the difference in the world. So yes, you can worship at home, but if you're well spiritually and you're a believer, why don't you want to be with other believers? Why do you say, I don't have to go to church. I can worship at home. Like someone's making you, like it's a, it's a, a chore and a punishment. You've got to evaluate that. If that's how you feel and you're not involved in a church or the television is your church, or the pastor from way in another state is your church rather than having a local church that God ordained and that we see in the scriptures, we've got to, we've got to evaluate this. Let me use this as an illustration. I always use this as an illustration because it really, really rings true and makes the point that I want to make. Imagine someone who loves to party. I mean, they love to go clubbing. They love to dance. They just love the party atmosphere. Imagine that person saying, I don't have to go to the club. I can just dance at home. Who says that? Nobody. Nobody who loves to go clubbing, nobody who loves to party would ever open up their mouth and say, I don't have to go to the club. I can just dance at home. Of course not. Because people who love to party love to be with people who love to party. They like the atmosphere. They like the feel of it. They like to do what they do in, the, in that place that's designated to do what they do. With people who also do what they do. It just makes sense. So you, they don't go around saying, I don't got to go to the party. Boom. I don't have to go to the club. I'm just going to dance at home. No, they go. Every stinking chance they get, they go. And yet the Christians say, or some Christians say, I don't have to go to church. I can just worship at home. Makes no sense. That's like, you know, some dude named Roger falls in love with some girl named Shirley. Uh, I don't have to go see Shirley. I can just stay home and think about her. <laughs> I don't have to. I mean, you're in love with Shirley, right? You committed to Shirley. You're all in for Shirley. I, I don't got to go see Shirley. I, I can just call her. I never have to go see Shirley. Come on. No, it's I get to go see Shirley. I can't wait to see Shirley. Now, sure, a day or two because you're human, you're tired, you know, you know, you, 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 got, you had a bad day. You don't necessarily feel like going to see Shirley that day. But I'm talking about you never go see Shirley. That's what it is like when people, Christians, don't gather at church. I'm not talking about watching it on television. There's, I know there's great teaching on television. I know there are people who do that. I'm saying you just don't, you don't have a church home, but you just profess to, you don't got to go. I don't have to go. I can just, I can just worship at home. Yeah, but when, when things are, when you're walking in that relationship with God, you want to go. You get to go. So that's my second point. Remember, a lack of appetite is a sign of sickness. Okay? There's nothing like the corporate anointing. And again, this is not to disparage anyone. This is not to, to judge. I'm not the judge of anyone. 
I'm just speaking, number one, the word of God. God said to go to church. Number two, common sense. You get to go. If you start talking about you have to go, that's an indication of something being off. Let's just be honest if that's what you're saying. And if that's not what you're saying, then then toss it over your shoulder to the next person. But it doesn't exempt you from number one which is do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And part of having a church, if we look at the biblical example, it's you've got believers, you've got leadership, you're under spiritual authority, you're utilizing your gifts. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. Okay, so that's the second one. Now, my third point. My third point, you hear people sometimes who say, well, I, I'd like to go to church, but I, I can't find a church where I am. Um, there is no church. I've looked. There's no church for me where I fit in. Now, I'm going to debunk that, okay? There is a church, home. Again, you are the church of the body. When I say church, you know what I'm talking about. There is a place, there is a body of believers for you. How do I know that? Because you're there. Because you are, as a Christian, I'm assuming living in a location where you feel God has you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there, right? And so God didn't place you in a location where there's no church that he told you you're supposed to go to. So what I mean by that is in my first point, I specifically said, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. In other words, there's a local body, a local church for you to go to because you're told to go. And you wouldn't be told to go somewhere if there wasn't somewhere for you to go. (laughs) So that to me is just common sense. There is a place for you. Not every place is for everyone, but there is a place for you where you fit, where you're going to be poured into and where you're going to use the gifts that God gave you to pour into other people. Because see, it's not just about you. It's not just about what you, I can't receive from, I can't receive. You always want to receive, but there's a pouring out that we're supposed to be doing too. There's a gift that God has invested in us that we're supposed to be utilizing for the body, but also outside the four walls of the church. Yes, but also within the church. So if you're there and you're supposed to be there, then there's a church for you there. There's somewhere in your area where you should be going or, or you're not where you're supposed to be. And in that case, we're talking about something completely different. And you need to be where you're supposed to be. But if this is where you're supposed to be, this is where your home is, this is where you set up shop, this is where you believe your, your God called you to be, then there's a place for you to be. Otherwise, God's a liar. Otherwise, God's unfair when he said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. He never asks you to do something that he hasn't provided for. So maybe you looked. Granted, I'll grant you that. Maybe at some point you were looking for a church. Maybe you were visiting churches and you couldn't find anything then. So what's my advice? Look some more. A lot has probably happened since the last time you looked. (laughs) Maybe you changed. Maybe that church down the street that you visited has changed. 
I don't know, but I know there's a place for you. So if you've done it, do it again. It's sort of like when you look for when you're looking for a job, if you didn't find and you need one and you realize it's important and you value work and 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 prosperity, then what do you do? You, you look, you didn't find one. You just throw in the towel. Hopefully I'm speaking to people who would look again. Do it again. Right. So if you haven't found where you feel like you belong, then look again. But just throwing in the towel and just, well, it's okay. I just, I just worship at home forever. That's not the answer. And if you know, if you want to know why it goes back to number one, because God said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And that again is with spiritual authority, with a body of believers. And it's vitally important. And that's again, the other point. And I say that again, I'm not saying, I'm saying this from a heart of love. And even though my voice kind of got in, in preacher mode here, but, but uh, it's not about being harsh. I'm not trying to be harsh. Hear my, hear my heart in this. I'm saying that we're living, we've always needed God and we've always needed the church, but we are in such a time where we have to say, I need a local pastor who can speak into my life. I need the gifts that God has placed within his church. I need to utilize the gifts that God has given me. And particularly if you're a parent, you need to model that. Sure, you may be praying at home. Some are. You're praying at home. You're reading your Bible at home. You're watching the, um, Joyce Meyer or, or Derek you know, Prince or uh, you know, Andrew Womack or whomever you listen to. And, and you're, you're soaking that in. That's great. But you need to model what it is to get up and get out and fellowship with other people and be under spiritual authority and raise your children in that way because there is a spirit of deception that's running rampant. There's a culture shift that is out of this world and is accelerating like like unbelievable. And there is the perversion of truth. And don't you want your children to be around people of faith? People who share your values, people who are Christians, people who can soak in the corporate anointing that cannot be replicated at home. Now, again, you can worship God at home and it's amazing and we should. You can pray at home and it's amazing and it should. And when you come together, it should be an overflow of that. I'm not saying that you cannot worship at home. I'm saying we better be worshiping at home, but we also need to bring that with us to the house of God, to a church, under spiritual authority, spiritual authority, and with other people, because it's vitally important in this time, as it always has been, but we're more keenly aware that it's needed, and those children in particular need it, and you need it. The, uh, the, the church body it's like a, it's a refuge. It's a safe haven. It's a place of rejoicing. And it's a place we would, should want to go to. We should want, and if we don't, we have to ask why. 
And if we've given up the search for where we're supposed to be, so we're just relying on just, just, just being at home and just watching it on TV and, and not having a local church, then, then we're robbing ourselves, but we're also being disobedient. I mean, I hate, people don't like to hear that anymore, obedience, but we're being disobedient because we're told to not forsake doing that. And we look at the Bible and we can see the importance of it. We can see the model of the church, how it's supposed to be. So again, my, my, my thoughts, my heart, it's been about just encouraging not disparaging, not, you know, just beating you up, but to truly encourage you to think about, think about this. One, God said it. He ordained it. Number two, those, those weird statements like, I don't have to go to church. I can just worship at home. It's just, you know, it's like the person who says, I don't have to go to the club. I can dance at home. No, nobody's going to say that. So just, just, that's not, that's not working. It's lame. And it indicates that your heart's not, their heart's not there to go. So admit it. And then let's see, then ask God to help you with it. You know, that's, that's, you know, and then number three, God didn't put you somewhere. Where there's no church. So saying that there is no church here, there's no place for me. That's just not, it's not possible. Cause then God would have to be wrong when he told you to go to a church. You know, and, and I'll just throw this in as a bonus for the people who say, you know, well, I don't go to church because there ain't nothing but hypocrites at church. Really? I'll throw this in as a bonus. Well, and I'm not saying you're going to hell, but, uh, you know, for people who don't go to church and, and you know, and, and may not profess Christ at all. Let me let me just let's just pretend I'm just talking to them. OK. And I, and I, and I guess I am. I am talking to them. I'm not really pretending, but. The people who say that, well, they're none but hypocrites at church. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, who do you think is going to be in hell? And I'm not saying that if you don't, if you're a professed believer and you don't have a church right now that you're going to hell. I'm not saying that, but I am saying hell exists. Okay. And so the people who say, well, I don't want to be around hypocrites. Well, hell is full of hypocrites. And there are a lot of people who say, I'd rather go, you know, I'll just, I'd rather not be bothered with those God people because they're hypocrites. Really? Well, who are you going to be with in hell? They're going to be full of hypocrites. So you might as well be with a few now. (laughs) You know, if there are a few in the church, you might as well be with a few now and, and, and a whole lot of sincere people. You know, so again, I'm not saying that you're going to hell if you don't go to, if you're not going, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to touch that. It's between you and God. Like I said, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to speak what God's word says, which is to go to church and what common sense dictates, which is you should want to go. And also the common sense and the word of God mixed together, which lets us know that there's a church for you. And so you need to keep looking if you haven't found one yet. And if you've looked in, at one church, go back and look at it again. You've been, been five years since you tried it. Try it again. You try everything else again. You know? And don't worry about the hypocrites. You just be the example. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm laughing, but this is serious. This is very, this is serious because we need one another. You think you don't? You're deceived. You do. I do. I do. The Bible says one shall set a thousand to flight and two shall set 10,000. So imagine a whole family of believers together, how much damage you can do to the enemy, how much power and and strength that you have, you know? Hmm. So I want to thank you 
for listening to me and listening to my heart and understanding where I'm coming from and receiving with an open mind and an open heart what I just shared with you. I encourage you to be in a local church, to raise your kids in a local church and to be everything that God has called you to be. Number one of which is obedient. So another episode of the Adrian Ross show, as you know, I don't stick on just one topic each, each time I do a podcast, each time I do an episode with me from A to Z, Adrian is on it. And, and these, this particular episode to Christians who don't go to church just happened to be somewhere between A to Z today. So make sure you subscribe on the podcast platforms and also go to the BMG network, the BMG network.com where we have several podcasters who are bringing you original impactful content that's the bmgnetwork.com. Also, you may email me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Visit my website at adrianrosscom.com. My column, you may subscribe to at adrianrosscolumn.com. And I have an online school for people who love to write and are aspiring to write a book, for example. I have a course for that, and that's at adrianrossacademy.com. We have a lot going on, and uh, so I appreciate your support. Uh, When you go to Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you rate it and that you take a moment to leave a review. It would be really, really helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in, and God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode. <laughs>